need a more like nuanced way of doing that. I also like I'm coming from like fucking like I'm calling him from prison or something. Hello everyone. Good evening. Happy Friday. Uh, Smackdown is about 25 minutes away here in Gotham City. Gonna be here for the next two hours and change. Um, not gonna be doing Rampage tonight because, as I said on Twitter.com, I'm be watching it with my brother live. You know what I mean by live? You get what I'm saying? Um, I'm sure getting very mad for many things uh, because these are the games we play. But I am going to be here for SmackDown because there's a few things on SmackDown I actually want to see. And I kind of promised, um, if it was only right for those of you that enjoy these, that I do the Otis Braun match that we've been building to here in this little territory. And uh, that should be a good time. I hope everyone is well. It's been a very interesting day. Um, I woke up this morning to uh, a sense that today was going to be a day of what we call in the industry the discourse. Now, as you know, I don't talk about the discourse on these shows. It's a new rule that was started yesterday. Um, but I got the sense there was going to be some talk about people moving. You know, that was what I, what I mean by I got the sense was I was told some things were happening and I was quickly wanted to get ahead of them. So I logged on to the old Bird app, you know, and uh, I did like a handful of tweets and was like, you know, this is where I stand. You know, let's take a, let's take a firm stance. Let's get this out of the way before any faves get torn apart. Let's just take a firm stance. Most of you will know it anyway. I'm more of a wrestler guy than a company guy. I want all my guys to be happy. I want my guys to get paid. You get the deal. <clears throat> so I did that, and I was like, well, let's log off. You know what I mean? I've done my job here. I've took a firm stance on the important matter. That's what you're supposed to do you know, as a, a, a person of power. So I did that, I logged off, and then I got sent a message that said, WWE new hire, you know, brings back new executive. And as soon as I saw it had been sent to me by two different people, I realized what was about to happen. And before I knew it, yes, indeed, the big man was back. Gabe Sapolsky has got the pencil. Uh, we do not yet know if he's main roster or NXT. I don't think it matters. I think what we now know is that the last true booker of our sport has got a gig. Um, I'm hesitant to say fleet fucked, but frankly, I mean, the other team just got Jordan, you know what I'm saying? So good luck. Um, so that really was one, one of the funnier things that I've experienced in some time. Um, I, I got a good hour or two of enjoyment out of that. Uh, and that gave me that meant for a good day for me, just sort of walking around enjoying the Gabe Sapolsky grin that I've been given. Granted, <clears throat> um, so then that happened, and then I don't know what else happened. I watched Bellator too. That was long. It's been a good day, is what I'm saying. How's your day been, folks? The chat. How are you? Is it a good Friday for you? My God, I'm going head to head with the Book of Secrets premiere. God bless. Good morning, indeed. Evening. All how sinners and grinners. Very good. Bill says he needs this after a brutal night. A brutal, I should say. Night in the kitchen. My God. Welfare. Hopefully it works. I should put that overlay thing on, right? So it looks a little bit more glossy than me just sitting here. There you go. Is my name on? 
Yes, take that off. All right, what else we got in the chat here? Um, this is not true, but I appreciate it. Happy Saturday. Hello, mate. Um, uh, yes, Randy and Fiend is very bad. Also very sad for a range of reasons. Um, good brother is tired. There is some fuck the fleet talk as well as I believe the revival's theme lyrics. Brent's is most good. Brent's been popping me very much today with his extensive salvos back and forth. There was quite the dust up today in the Discord. Brent is a worthy adversary for anyone. You know what I mean? Very, very good worker. I was telling Dukes about you, Brent. I was saying good right hand. You know, he knows what he's doing there. Good timing. Great work. Dukes and I mostly just DM each other about what's happening in Discord. I make sure he's, just so you know, guys, he's a cop, right? Just please be wary of Dukes. Um, he is, in fact, a policeman. And uh, be wary, all right? Just, just be wary. Oh, how? Is Gabe still valuable in 2022? No. <laughs> I apologize if that bit came across as sincere at any moment. I know I committed to it, but um, no, absolutely not. I mean, I'm sure he's, like, useful in a very, you know, literal, but, like, no, he's not a game changer, obviously. Okay, so um, I'm going to be real, and this is not scooping. I've done some scooping this week, and those of you that are on that Discord will know the stuff that I talked about this week, like I was guessing that I was definitely not guessing about. So I'm just being honest. Um, one second. Okay. Um I have thought for the last two months that FTR are going to go back to WWE. Um, I'm not actually convinced they're even going to complete their deal. To be totally real, none of this is scooping. Let me. I actually am being serious now. I'm not. I'm not doing like vowed hints. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I think they're going back to WWE. Um, I'm sure they would like the leverage you're referencing, Joe. I'm sure, and they have it. I think just naturally. My guess is they're going to go back to WWE, and that's been my guess for a while. Um, I don't think it's a bad choice the way that I think it would have been if Vince was in charge. Um, obviously, it's their choice, so what is a bad choice? What I mean by that is I think with Vince, it was a clear cash out. I think there's, there could be an interesting project at hand for them over there. And uh, as a fan, I would really prefer they just sort of stay – the beauty of AEW is that when you're in AEW, you're just in wrestling. You can do a lot of different stuff. I mean, I'm seeing FTR next week in a pretty small building in London for New Japan. Those things don't exist when a guy works for WWE, as we all know. But, you know, that's my fandom putting it aside. I think they're probably going to go back. That's my genuine read on the situation. Has been for a while, so we'll see. Um, also, Croquet a shit day, but not in the kitchen, he would like to know. Fair. There's a TNA pay-per-view tonight. Inexplicable. God, look at my endurance. I don't know, man. Hell of a talent. Hell of a talent. True. Uh, Dukes is a grass. This is all, everything everyone is saying is true here. Well, not everything. I haven't read it all yet. Um, yes, I, I want to be clear. I am absolutely, I'm the head policeman. I'm just saying. Lead, high chance lead, you know what I mean? He did, Dukes did say the main event sucks. All this is true. Everything is true. So on and so forth. Bob O'Neill victory lap stream when I jump shit. I don't know, man. I am, um, 
I genuinely haven't spoke to Paul about it much. I think he would probably prefer his favorite wrestlers being WWE because that's like his wrestling, you know. Um, but I also think Bob probably even enjoys the charm of them being like actual top guys, which no matter how would I get paid in WWE, like it's different. And to be clear, I'm not saying they're top guys in AEW right now. What I'm saying is the way they're like protected in just wrestling in general and the way they have all the belts and like the cool novelty of that. I don't know. I honestly, at this point in my life, I, you know, who could possibly care at this point? You know, do what you do. Enjoy yourselves. Everyone have fun. Um, yeah. Look, it's, this is the thing, right? There's no, no one, no one, needs to have the, t- the stance I just had. Your stance can be, fuck that, I watch AEW, I want him to be in AEW. And it's like, that's fair. Like, I'm like everyone watches differently. Some of you only watch one promotion, and I only watch fucking what I'm watching on here at this point. I'm not saying you're wrong for that. Watch what you want or think how you, think, how you want. I just personally, as someone that does this particular activity what I'm currently doing, I'm very hesitant to take like firm stances on what guys should and shouldn't do because ultimately, man, I mean, I mean, I made a fucking decision in January in my own life that if you'd have mapped it out on a fucking board, you said, what the, what's wrong with this prick? And you probably would have been right, but I made, (laughs) I made the decision. So I, uh, what I'm saying is if someone that does this, I don't really have any intent in like, you know, this guy does he run from the grind or this guy is not loyal or whatever, like, it's their lives, man. Do it one. But as a fan, I want to be clear. You guys can think whatever you want. And, you know, that's part of the game. It's not like anyone has to be this sort of objective, you know, um, fair. Like, no, you don't have to be fair. You're a fan. Fuck, do what you want, man. Like, just, it's, there's way too much. Everyone has to be so like, level-headed. No, fuck that. Just be a fan. So what you want to say. Nothing wrong with that. I know nothing about the, the AAA situation. No idea. Um. My God. Showing up, kicking the shit out of promotions and leaving. Incredible. Sean tweeted a grimace emoji. The big man Gabe is truly evolving the landscape of the World Wrestling Federation. That rules. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by a lot of different parts of this story. The, the AEW booking thing is weird. I do think there are people that are kind of burying their head in the sand on that. Like, um, you know, the the idea like, well, no, they have all the belts. They haven't booked perfectly. So, oh, come on. I mean, they haven't booked. They're in a tag match in fucking months. Like it is what it is. So, yeah, I, I I'm with you. I think the tag division is deeper than people realize because they don't use it correctly. But I think if you get that kind of acquisition, you could change it pretty quickly. I would also say, um, this is uh not so I'm certain of, but I'm pretty confident. Um, that that gun club promo was, I think. I saw some people say it was like from the office. Uh, I think it was the opposite. I think they kind of gave the gun club the sort of ammo they always tweet about being mad about, which, you know, worked exactly with the audience that there would be, they would work with, which is all us fucking nerds. So it was good. The gun club delivered it well. Pop. Um, I agree with this completely. Uh, I understand it. I co-sign it. I share it. I just... My thing is, I think there is 
increasing uh, evidence that if you're not getting a grin from your current wrestling viewership, I would strongly recommend just kind of picking stuff out and enjoying, you know, the things that, in- or watching the things that intrigue you. Right? I think sometimes we all suffer from trying to be a completionist and being all in or I watch AEW, so I'm going to watch everything they do. And it's like, you don't have to, man. You don't have to watch every Jay Lethal TV match. You know what I mean? Like, you just do whatever feels right. Anyway, we have about um, 10 minutes here until SmackDown. Uh, to answer Paul's or to comment on Paul's thing, I, I think the Bucks are staying. I, I'm The Kenny Omega thing is kind of interesting. I don't really believe he's leaving, but it's interesting. I And I've said this, like I would be fucking stunned if the Young Bucks leave, man. I think it's kind of crazy. I just can't see it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Kenny, I can like talk myself into it being possible. I still wouldn't predict it or anything. The Young Bucks part of it, I just don't, I just don't see it. So it's going to be an interesting time. Like I've talked about this a lot and I mentioned it. There was one particular hilarious post show that aged incredibly. Uh, Young Dukes was there actually. If he's in chat, he can vouch for this, but it was the, the go home for all out. We just, after the show, we had like an hour and a half conversation just about wrestling and our fandom and stuff because obviously three hours of podcasting wasn't enough or four hours, I think it might have been. And um, it was four hours, fuck. And I, I was saying to the guys, my, my concern is I think AEW, for all of its faults, I think it is clearly the product with the most life to me, it is the most fun one to watch because the atmosphere, the energy, the effort. WWE's had a lot of effort recently too, but it's just, it's more, there's a purity to AEW, warts and all, you know. It's like, even when it's like dumb and silly, you can tell they're kind of swinging for the fences because they're all, a lot of them don't know any better and are just being fucking kind there and trying their best. It's kind of the charm of the promotion day one. And you could argue that part of it's been lost. So like all things equal, I enjoy AEW much more, obviously. I only really watch these shows when I'm watching like this because I just I find it to be a very dry presentation, WWE. However, my concern was I was very concerned that um a lot of the wrestlers I enjoy in AEW were not long for AEW. And I can tell you that I am <laughs> more and more uh fearful. That's the case, you know. Like I, I, I think that's probably where we're headed, and that's fine. You know, I know a lot of people want AEW to go back to the original core, and if we're being real, I think Tony Khan probably should. I just, I don't really that interested in some of these fellas, and it's a little bit difficult for me on that front. You know, that's just me personally. Doesn't mean AEW roster won't rock. It obviously will. It's just, it's a matter of you know who your favorite guys are and such. Um, yeah. I get this. I just, I find he's like, it's so like sanitized and safe, you know, so much so. Yeah. And I, this is why I'll always keep my, like, oh, look, I'll try and watch uh, guys I like on both of these. Obviously I'm not like trying to make a firm, which team am I on bit? I mean, yeah, there's no fucking way. Even if I think the AEW, the AEW, who am I, Bret Hart? Um, even if I think AEW begins to suck when MJF works Adam Cole for the world's title, there's no way I'm not going to watch Daniel Garcia wrestle, you know, or like Andrade or whoever, you know, it just, it's, that's just not how I consume wrestling. So nonetheless, um, I'm very excited for Swerve too. That's the other thing. Swerve's one of my favorites and 
I'm still bummed out I didn't get to see him live. That was fucking incredible. Own. And, you know, Swerve is actually someone who I – I've always had one of the highest ceilings in wrestling. Um, you know, I've always talked about him as a heel specifically. But I actually think he's kind of exceeded even those expectations in the last couple of weeks. He's been, like, incredible. He's just so nasty, man. The dude has got such an edge, you know. It's – um. He comes across like a monster, not like a monster in like the wrestling archetype. I mean, like, as a human being, he comes across like a truly awful person when he wants to. And it's very compelling, professional wrestling. Um, it's very hard to pull that kind of thing off without being, like, play wrestler and phony. Very, very impressive. So, I, uh, you know, I'm fired up for that. And obviously, you know, John Moxley. As long as you've got John Moxley in the centre of things, I think you're pretty good to go. I mean, that dude's one of the more special wrestlers uh, in the world right now. He will, he's definitely a guy who I think in the last three years has kind of secured a place in history. You know, how long this goes will define how, how big that place is. You know, you never know in wrestling and you don't take these things for granted. I'm not going to say he's going to be doing this for the next 10 years, but if you look at the pieces here in front of us, I don't think it's impossible to think that he could have another five years of this version himself or something close to this version. Um, and if he does, it's hard not to wonder, like, what is, what, where does that put him? I'm not saying he's the greatest wrestler ever, candidate, but, like, fuck, man. Like, he's he's got a pretty incredible career already, you know? He's now been, like, a top guy on a national level for, like, a decade. Almost. And before that, he has a lot of very artistic work with like Jimmy Jacobs and obviously the Regal Feud, which everyone loves. So you've got a pretty strong like catalogue there. And like I think he's already a guy who's, you know, a strong body of work. But again, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but just just for sake of conversation, like you have, you know, if you assume that he's gonna be this guy for four or five more years, he's gonna wrestle at this rate close to it, it's like fuck. He's he's gonna be Pretty high up for this era, right? Very, very interesting. Um, uh oh, Jack Crosby has texted me about Eddie Hearn. Hold the phone. So everyone, calm down, please. Huh. Okay. This is a, this is some form of ticket scam. Jack has informed me of. It says. Went to the Triple G Canelo fight last weekend. Bought the VIP package. Description said, sign glove. Exited. Both are two of my favorite boxers. Went to go pick up the package at the Boxing Fan Expo day of fight. Signed by Eddie Hearn himself. Who wants an Eddie Hearn autograph? Long story short, I got hustled. Fucking owned. To be fair, it just said signed love. I mean, what do you want? Fucking fighters sign it? What do you think this is? Some sort of charity? Get a clue, brother. You know what I mean? Fuck. Dipshits know what they're doing out there. What a legend. Um, yes, I remember this vividly. I actually, honestly, man, obviously Swerve's the star of that match and they had a really cool chemistry. I think there's something with Leon Ruff. And, like, not in AEW... Um, because that roster is just so big and, like, it's just so hard to get any sort of, you know, momentum when you're a guy like that who needs a specific kind of booking. Like, you can't just have him float around. Um, I definitely, if I was, like, one of the third promotion contenders, 
he would intrigue me as like my territory's underdog. I actually thought he was kind of excellent in that role for NXT. Um, so, yeah. Maybe, I mean, I don't know what to do with me talk about him going back because I guess they pushed him pretty good in 2020. Maybe, maybe 2021, I don't know, on NXT. But, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting wrestler. I like him. And obviously, yeah, Swerve was great in those matches. Um... I saw someone say about Keith as a singles. Keith's a guy who can really, like, if he gets rolling, he could really be a player for them. I'm really intrigued by him wrestling Brian. I mentioned this uh, on a show recently. That match really stands out to me, even though, obviously, it's not saying you're, like, you know, approaching anytime soon. It's just an awesome matchup. It's honestly shocking how different the dialogue around Mox is from the punk squash to right now. I'm not optimistic, but I'm hoping TK just lets him run the ball till January. I would love that, but like you, Josh, I am not optimistic um, at all, unfortunately. I think he's pretty clearly dropping it uh, at the full gear, which, you know, I get it. I don't know if it's a mistake by any means, but it kind of frustrates me. Apparently, Sean's rundown is interesting. My God. Keep going full Vader would be something. That'd be quite the visual. He's um he's been fucking excellent in AEW, man. Like it's really popped me to read how many people are disappointed with him in AEW because while I like get it in the sense that he's not like a top singles guy as of right now, and he's kind of picks his spots, I think it's made him such an awesome like attraction. He stands out a mile and like there are big guys in AEW, so it isn't just a size thing. Like, when he was in NXT, he was really just the only big guy. Mike, remember, um, you know, they're like probably like super heavyweight kind of guy. There's almost guys like in AEW, he's just fucking special. The way he can connect with the audience, the charisma he has, the physical presence he has. I think he's actually become like a really smart worker. I mean, I'd like him to stop screaming spots in the middle of matches, but other than that, I, I think he's been great in the uh, the world famous fleet. Finish up Monks, drop it to MJF for the anniversary show and move to Dragon MJF at full gear. Be interesting. It'd be very, very interesting. Um, I am intrigued by, I think I'm pretty confident at this juncture, Liv versus Lacey, Jesus wept. I'm pretty confident at this juncture that um, MJF is going to win the belt at full gear or even at the anniversary show. And he's going to hold it for a year. I think he's going to hold it through to next year. And maybe winter is coming next year to run the contract story, which I would, again, let me stress, I would absolutely recommend against. But they're going to do it, you know, for better or worse, they're going to do it. So the thing that then becomes the obvious question is who saves AEW? I think the obvious answer is this is your chance to get Hangman back on track as the ace. Um I think Eddie's an interesting answer in an ideal world. I think Brian's a good answer, but I don't know if that's the especially I don't know if that's the role for him. I'd actually kind of quietly get Brian back to working as a heel. Darby is an interesting answer. Because remember, whoever gets that spot is effectively like the ultimate babyface because they're saving the territory, you know? Very interesting. Okay. Hope we get Mox versus Sam Joe before the year is out. We'll just really tie Mox to 2022 together. That's one that Joan wants. I mean, he's talked about publicly, and um, he definitely wants it. Um, you know, they're pretty... 
there's a lot of respect there. And I think they felt like they got to do a lot of stuff like around each other in WWE without ever really having a real program. And as everyone says when they leave WWE, <laughs> I've wrestled Dean Ambrose, I haven't wrestled John Moxley. So considering the power that Mox has, I think you're going to get it. My honest guess, as I've said before, is that Joe and Wardlow are going to have a TV type unification at pay-per-view. Then, once Joe does the business there and, and puts Wardlow over and, you know, the kind of result and kind of finish you would hope that, that like, solidifies Wardlow. He doesn't look. By the way, Wardlow could be MJF too. Wardlow's over huge, so I'm not here telling you you need Joe to, like, you know, elevate him. What I'm saying is it's the kind of thing, like, cements a guy. You know, Joe's a fucking legend, especially that old in season that way. After that, you can kind of play around with Joe and have him go 50-50 against top guys. Like... You could have him lose to a John Moxley and then rebound next week and beat a um to think of guys who just on the roster. But I mean, for just for that conversation, you have him beat a Brody to lose to a Moxley, you have him lose to a whoever to beat an Andrade, whatever you're gonna do. You kind of just 50 50 him in that realm. Folks, I'm now seeing uh, then I am moving on to now, and here shortly I'll be seeing forever. Forever it's here. So if you're watching at home on delay, at home, like there's an arena, if you're watching on delay, the WWE logo just flashed move together. So if you want to sync up, you're about right. If it's moving, fade into black now. Okay. The arena is here. Uh, I'm going to put my glasses on a second. I want to quickly catch up on the chat. MJF Daniels, the winter is coming. Sounds like it could be fun. Can we careful with Brian? I agree with you. And I don't think he cares, but I would worry about beating him too much, I have to say. I think Claudio wrestled him. Yes, I agree. Do you think MJF will re-sign a long-term deal? So here's the deal with this, folks. I inadvertently just put out there that I, from what I gather, he'd signed. Um, there has been much discussion that no one knows if he has signed. I'm going to be completely real. And yes, this could blow up in my face as I believe Roman Reigns comes out. I don't really know what that CG thing is. Um, I will be stunned, baffled, befuddled, perplexed, confused, bemused, disgusted, outraged, embarrassed, ashamed if MJF got the raise that we all know he got without a contract extension. I would be stunned. You may never see me again because of how it will shock me. It will leave me in a state where I can no longer talk to him. I can't believe it. I don't care what anyone tells me about. We don't know this, that, and No. It's an angle. There's no fucking way that deal hasn't been extended. I will be stunned legitimately so he's got new money he's got the money uh, bump pay bump he's absolutely got extension I refuse it yeah I think Hangham is probably the right call too I like this idea Eddie should have a Luger Foley reign during the course of MJ's run it's a good idea for like the summer um, Eddie and Hangman can they coexist this would be good I'd like to that match certainly certainly would like to see that match Roman Reigns is here. Paulie is with him. Sorry to hear about Adam Cole versus MJF. Uh, I am ready for a good time. What was the? I'm glad this is new because I. It was like a. It was like a tree. Let me put my glasses on, folks. What the fuck's going on? Give me a second. I'm old, right? Here. Oh my god! It's the tribal chief. He's a handsome devil. Look at that. There you go. He's a good-looking fellow, that Paulie, dangerously. You know what I mean? The other fellow's not bad-looking either, but look at Paulie out there with a the belt. What a champion he turned out to be, am I right? 
It's a bloodline, a literal bloodline. It looked like a, a like a stump to me, trunk, a tree trunk. That's a real thing. I didn't make that up. What are you talking about? Remember the other day when when Manny said plants and Monty thought that he was like going to be kicking out fucking. incredible it's a literal bloodline that sounds cool i need to see it i couldn't really see what's happening that means the tree trunk was roman's face owned tremendous tremendous stuff we're going to recut here i'll be honest you guys not putting sound on for this i don't care um i don't know what back up hangman tweeted but yeah paulie is very dangerous i can't honestly guys there's a lot of shooters in this game there's a lot of people that think they can fight um, a family tree. Oh, that's very good. So, this situation uh, with with professional wrestling, you know, there's a lot of guys who think they're shooters and badasses. And let me tell you something: there ain't a more dangerous bloke in the business than Paulie fucking dangerously. Very, very scary figure. The kind of man that only needs a phone to be deadly. And that is indeed a layered comment, yes. Very dangerous. It only takes one call, you know what I mean? One call from Paul Lee dangerously. Next thing you know, I'm moving to Stanford and I'm getting a new fucking gig. Very exciting. God bless him. What a pro. Um, yes, the uh, I actually think Roman is my usual wrestler because I just think he's a great worker. I think he's tremendous. I really do. I think history will be kind to Roman. I think he's had a lot of, uh, you know, pro wrestling X factors that have kind of destroyed the perception of him at times. And, you know, the, uh, the the way people view him because his booking has been terrible and he's been overused and overexposed and he's been pushed incorrectly. And it, I think there's a ton of, I think he's fucking great what he does. And what presence he's got, man. I mean, that dude really is striking as the top guy. I think he's tremendous. Um, said Heyman thinks this is back up Heyman. He said Heyman thinks Omega is the best wrestler he's ever seen. Yeah, big fan, big fan. He's very uh, clued in, you know. I mean, I don't even know he's seen it, but he's definitely going to tell people it's his favorite match and that Kenny's the best wrestler ever. You know, these are the games he plays. A real pro. Good brother. Have a good night. Thanks for being a fiend. It's disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. Okay, guys, I need you to do me a favor, right? This is serious. This is a serious question for anyone who's smacked down. So, often I'm going to be talking to you and not looking at the show. I'm not watching this Roman promo. We are seven minutes into the show and he's starting to talk. Absolutely not. Um, if you see something that could be fiend esque, fiend ish, Bray like, I need you to just comment this in chat, right? Don't you put Bray, don't put Fiend, don't put Holy Shit, don't put, oh my God, put Bat Signal. Bat Signal, right? When I see Bat Signal, I'm going to get off the chat, I'm going to put the sound on, I'm going to watch the television screen. If you don't say Bat Signal, I'm fucked. I'm done. Finished. Kaput. Over. You know? Bat Signal. But don't abuse it. Don't put it now. I'm watching that. You ain't going to get me. The Usos, you know they're the ones, right? You ever heard about that? Will White Rabbit Day be bigger than the first dance? I don't think so, no. In all seriousness, assuming they are going to give you Bray tonight and pay it off, um, 
legitimately like I do think they've done a pretty cool job of like doing the Easter egg stuff. Jeremy and I actually used to talk about this a lot. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the Bray thing, and that's what his fan base like, they'll explore everything and have different you know fucking draw different conclusions from every like every detail. You may as well actually like use that and like try and make a kind of cool as cool as this kind of thing can be. You know what I mean? As long as it works on the TV show about the hints, it's good. Yeah, Paulie's hair at the back is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen on my own eyes. Legitimately. Legitimately is unbelievable. Um, I mean, I was sent a thing earlier, guys. I'm really sorry, but I didn't want to say I've got to tell you this because this is fucking incredible. So if you did the uh, the code thing, the QR deal, it pulled up that game of, uh, you know, Hangman or whatever the fuck. I mean, you know, it was like... The one body part that wasn't drawn on was the left leg, right? And I got sent a thread today in which it was explained that Alexa Bliss sold the left leg during her match on Monday. And I said, yeah, but you always work left side. And it was either the arm or the leg. It was a 50-50 shooter, you know what I mean? You're not work the fucking head either. The arm or the leg. I said, yeah, I'm saying it's true. It's just, you know, interesting. I said, is he interesting? Tell me. Chat, is that interesting? I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Doesn't seem very interesting to me. The idea that the law is so nuanced that Bailey's involved in it and went out of the way to work left. <laughs> now, the Alexa thing where she said the lyric from, that is absolutely intentional. I, I'm confident of that. The leg, I refuse. I'm not having this shit. Absolutely not. Not on my watch. Not on my watch, brother. Absolutely not. We're still talking out there. I'm sure it's good in all seriousness. I'm not saying it's bad. I just, it's bad audio, you know. Heard about a code on Raw that led to Hangman and got worried for the cowboy. My God. Could you imagine they fucking stole Hangman and did it with, did it with like codes and Twitter Easter eggs and like tweets? Pieces of shit. I think, look, Paulie has had some incredible looks in his time. His hair tonight is honestly one of the funnier things that have ever graced television. Uh, him holding both belts is glorious. There's lots of nodding on the screen in this segment, lots of that. It looks a bit like the bump, you know what I mean? It's quite the act, though, isn't it? It's quite the, uh, quite the visual. And young Samuel, he's obviously doing a hell of a job. I've been listening a lot to uh, to the Regal podcast today. And last night's conversation really fired me up there, actually. And he was talking about Sammy, and it was it was intriguing the way he was talking about the details to Sammy's work. And when Regal talks details, you know they're there because he that was his thing, you know. He was talking about how impressive Sammy is in terms of the way he connects with people. Um, with such a sort of, you know, he's not exactly striking, right, visually. visually he's kind of... He just looks like an everyday guy for the most part. And how, how brilliant he is as a wrestler. I bring this up to tell you this, though, folks. And I don't know if this story got reported or aggregated because depending on what the fuck they're doing these days. But I have a story from the Regal podcast that I think is incredible. And somehow, I'm not trying to knock Matt Coon because he does a good job, but he did not follow up on this enough for me. Regal claims that last year at the PC, him and Fit Finley got in the ring and had a match. He claims that the PC students watched this match 
mouth wide open, popped huge. Regal does not elaborate on how long this match was, how real a match this was. All he says is, he's in his 60s, I'm 54, but the chemistry is still there. <laughs> and I would just like to say, the fact that that wasn't um, posted on every site and celebrated across the world is tragic. Podcast is, you know, it's uh, it's great. It may exhaust you. It may exhaust you how he talks. He does not really answer the question. He kind of does what I'm doing now, but with a, with a host. It's pretty wild. But it is a really nice listen, and he has so much knowledge that it's just it's interesting, man. It's a good time. Manny's obviously a big fan. Um, Joe, thoughts on Gabe returning? Um, okay, as a bit, one of the funniest things ever, absolutely in awe of him. What a legend. Uh, sincerely, he's a guy who can help out on some angles and some finishes. He ain't going to do more than that. He ain't, you know, going to fucking lose the plot and um, think he's a bigger deal than he is. I think he's very good, actually, at just watching what other people do and saying, yeah, it's a good idea, boss. I think he's become good at that, which is hilarious if you knew anything about Gabe back in the day. Um, my actual guess, to honest you, man, is that I think he's going to book NXT with Sean um, because I think Sean is going to do a lot more main roster stuff here shortly. So I think he's going to coach the NXT product and then, you know, kind of do less of the booking because he's going to help Triple H out a little bit. I think as a fan, it would pop me incredibly if Gabe just run a brand. I mean, I would get years of content out of that, but it's very unlikely to me. Sami Zayn is talking. Let's see what he says. Oh, fuck. Not out loud. Jesus, what, what do you think I'm doing here? Are you sued? Hold on. Everyone calm down. Okay, can you hear that now? Who can hear it? He isn't talking. Hang on. Hold up. Hold the phone. Paulie is getting a microphone. Can you hear that? He's talking now. My God. Sammy's thanking them for letting him in. We're 15 minutes into the show. <laughs> the way that they like sell this stuff is incredible. It's, it's like the other guys are taking it. Like Paulie is selling it so seriously. And if like a new manager sold it that way, you would think it was just absolutely absurd because it's Paulie, you kind of let him slide. I think he wants Roman to like, oh, I don't fucking know what's going on. God, I'll be honest with you. I haven't listened to the first 10 minutes. Of the segment. How am I supposed to know? You know what I mean? The crowd's trying to Sammy. Let's go. I can hear the people. Playing her off David Crockett there for a minute. Roman says he likes Sammy. Not the mafia, aren't they? You know, serious business. You know what I mean? He's he can't be a made man. He's not Italian. You know what I mean? He's fucking Irish. Can't be. Can't be. Paulie is unironically standing like this. 
Paulie's he looks terrified. This dude is out of control, man. Someone rein him in. Jesus Christ. There's a lot of my arm there. I just kind of fucking threw at the camera. He's asked me to take the shirt off. Okay, that fucking rules. <laughs> okay. This is incredible because Sammy is somehow sympathetic in this scene where another grown man asked him to take the bloodline shirt off. So from what I can gather, the bit is that Jay doesn't like Sammy and Jimmy does. Is that right? Folks, tell me. Someone mentioned that last week. Jay is fucking angry. Someone calm him down. It seems like Sammy really pops Roman. Oh, he's being very serious. Funny how, Sammy Zane, you piece of shit. Jay is screaming. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't even see it be on his side here. Paulie has retrieved the microphone. What a pro. That's they're screaming to take the sh Oh, come on. Oh, come on. He tore the damn shirt off the man. God, that works so much better with Sammy's physique. That works. In, Sammy's in good shape. What I'm saying is like the way that he, like his lack of tan and stuff, like he works so much better than if he was jacked and he's all fucking tanned up. Oh no, he's banned from wearing the shirt. He's banned. Sammy looks like he's gonna cry, man. Oh my god, he's got him a new shirt. The crowd has popped for this. They're beginning to clap. They're beginning to cheer. This is a good example of sports entertainment stuff, content, extended soap opera business that is not like made for me, but I can totally appreciate how well it's done. You know what I mean? He's very happy at the new shirt. It says honorary use. Um, Roman. Not Roman, sorry. Jimmy is the light of this. Jay looks still mad. Oh, my God. They did the handshake. That's great stuff. This is this is what I mean when I say there is a version of WWE TV, classic WWE TV, that format. You can do it and it can still be really good. It isn't just bad. It's how you do it, you know? This is good. The problem, obviously, is how do you, like, is it really interesting how it gets over when he turns it? It should get real heat, right? It should actually get into really boo. Wow. What an incredibly effective segment. I have to say, the uh, the Usos are just fucking awesome here. The way they're selling this with their face, great. I love that Jay having that singles run while Jimmy was out has given him a chance. They both have their own identities now. I think it's great. Oh my god, the brawling brutes are looking on. There is some use tonight. Yeah, it was obviously very, very good. I didn't see the first 10 minutes of it because I was basically doing a QA here. That was obviously very, very effective professional wrestling. Unfortunately, when there's a 15 minute talking to him, I can't just, just repeat what's being said, you know, but what an incredibly well done piece of business. Sam Zayn is very special, my God. Very, very special. 
Um, Seamus Gunter, two in two weeks. Can't wait, brother. That should be a, an easy grin along. Certainly, I'd like to be here for that. Um, what day is that? Yeah, it should be fine. Um, yeah, that would be a good time. I don't think we do next week because I, will, I don't really want to be fucking exhausted heading to the uh, Crystal Palace Indoor Arena because... Yeah, got to see the got to see the uh, world's tag team titles. The FTR defending against the Aussie Open, the NWA tag team titles, and the Machine Guns on that too. The NWA World Television titles. Yeah, this is the thing. This is what I do struggle with. I, I'm not a guy who wants a lot of wrestling on the shows, but 20 minutes of that is difficult for me personally. Nothing wrong with that if you like it. I mean, most people like it. It's great, but it, I do find it to be from a page. I want to get. Let's get some action going, and then we can circle back to stuff like that. You know what I mean? But very, very well done. Very, very well done. It could be the Good Brothers last show. I don't know. We'll see. Very interesting ones with them with Carl and Tanahashi this weekend. Very, very interesting. I have adverts again this week, folks. On on Monday. Um, or tonight, I should say. On Monday, I just had an image of the Queen, and that show is legitimately one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life. Um, I ended the show, and honestly didn't remember anything from the show, and I thought Electra and Bailey sucked. I went on Twitter and saw multiple people saying it was good. It was pretty good. It wasn't. They said it was good. So then I like, rewatched the next day and was like, I don't remember any of this match, which I'd say is bad and probably is indicative that I should be careful when I do this, you know. But these are the games we play. You get what you get. Don't take adverts for granted. It could just be a still image of the Queen. Yes, indeed. We saw Alexa's best, fourth best singles match live. And I, I thought it fucking sucked live. In all seriousness, though, that isn't even an indictment. Man. I was fucked, man. I was absolutely spent. I text Monty. I was like, I'm going to die or something. At least he's not good. Very bad. Very, very bad. But um, we excited for Rampage tonight, House? Where are we on Rampage? We fired up? Are we ready for a good time? I'm uh, I'm excited to see Ward Joe. I'm excited always to see the Stinger on a big show. It's always fun. It's a cool novelty to that. Action Bronson is going to be a fun deal. I hear good things about Phoenix and Jungle Jack. It'll be a good time. I do worry about the pacing in terms of the way the ads were last year. The ads on Rampage last year were like exhausting. So, you know, you get what you get. Brucey, you were there, pal. What was your uh, what was your favorite thing on the show live? And also, how was like the experience? How was the atmosphere and stuff? Looked great on TV. I mean, obviously there was less people there, but it looked amazing still on TV. They shot it really well. What's happening now? What the? I, there's a show of the crowd. I don't know what's happening. The claim would have been if I didn't see them bringing out confetti cannons early. That fucking rules. It reminds me of when um, there was like a title match and they had the. Remember they had like them big green balloons? <laughs> I guess for Jade. And then like everyone in the building's like, what the fuck is this? Amazing. Oh, there's a match going to happen. Okay, good. I didn't know what was they were, what they were doing in the arena then. Liv is here. She has like half an entrance here. Uh, Lacey is not getting an entrance. Um, the other day I asked which wrestlers are worse off under Triple H than Vince. 
Uh, indeed. Indeed. Lacey is... I'm not sure she's someone you can expect to be featured under Triple Paul. I don't think anyone in good faith can say he's wrong for that either, if we're being real. Let's see if this is any good, folks. Shall we? Shall we give it a go? Wait, Tracy Williams was a seat filler and didn't pop. Why was Tracy Williams a seat filler? What the fuck? Hmm. Lacey's uh, roughing live up here early. You know, Lacey was actually a really promising worker for a stretch in her NXT run. She had a couple matches with Kyrie saying that were really physical. And uh, it seemed like she could be kind of a, a uh, you know, like a, a cool addition to the division. I never thought she should be on there give a super push to which they did three times. But she's always been pretty physical, as you see there on that big boot, which Liv can bump. This could be okay. This could be okay. We're watching SmackDown, Marcus. All the seat for those wrestlers. Well, that's fucking hilarious. My God. Poor Tracy. Hot sauce, huh? It's wild. How many matches do you get for a uh, dark, Brucey? Gino Medina. I remember when Gino Medina replaced um, MJF in the, in the uh, whatever that group was called. I forgot what they're called in MLW. Dynasty, right? Dynasty? I think so. Liv is going to go into a comeback here, it looks like. <clears throat> Unless they're going a little longer, in which case. Bro, I like seriously, someone's got to tell Liv not to do that punk knee. It's not good. She's, she keeps doing it, and it's like, punk didn't do it that well. Don't, just don't do it, please. Don't look good, man. Because it takes her so, like, so much time to build up, get to it. So when you get there, you're going to have to just whack them, and she doesn't work stiff enough to get around that, you know? Yeah, I didn't think that was going to be the... Uh, I didn't think that was going to be the full comeback. They need to um, just settle into a hold. I know it was a big discourse page, but seriously, just grab a hold, please. Thank you. Thank you, Lacey. Appreciate it. All right. Um, Wild Fury. Was Bobby Fish the guy leaking stories about punk? Uh, there was more than one. I would assume not. Bobby is kind of insane. I don't think he talks to any reporters. I think he just... Is Bobby. I am honestly don't think he talks to anyone. <laughs> he just tells the boys that some of the workers suck and the boss is dumb. Um so anyway, two dark matches. Duke says, Joe, do you think Claudio and you are a wing RH tag titles at Final Battle? Um I would be oh fuck man, come on. Jesus. So much distance between everything, man. Some snap to this shit. Uh, I I think is a good chance they have to do it before that. To honest here, I don't really know who else it could be at this point. So I'm gonna just say yes, but I'm not sure final battle we win. I'm pretty confident that's where they're going though. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the tag titles just sort of live on TV with those two as like mid card tag champs, which I say I've actually always been intrigued by anyway. So that could be interesting. Um, We've got Ortiz and Serpentico. That's good that Ortiz got a match. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about, man. And Willie, I know you brought this up the other day. You was the one who said about there was five matches over 12 minutes, was it? Something like that. Um, look, man, 
I'm sure if, even if you want to push Lacey, like some must die so others can live. Just have fucking live beer in like four minutes, you know? Don't even have break, it's fine. Do you think getting the belt can hurt people? Because fans seem to hate Liv, but it's more because she doesn't deserve the belt. It can. The one thing I would say is I think the fan stuff is always like, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of nuance to that in her particular case because I think the SummerSlam finish sucked and I just never would have booked her in Ronda at any point ever. And that isn't hindsight speaking. I said that at the time. I thought it was fucking ridiculous said that match. So um, I think there's some nuance to her. I will say she's probably the kind of character who's better chasing than winning it, which is a real thing. No matter how well you book SummerSlam, they are just better that way. I think this rain is saying that Liv will add to her kind of credibility. I think Liv is best as like an upper mid-card babyface who is in teams and slots in main event program. I don't think she's someone I would keep as like a mainstay there, which isn't an insult by any means. It's one of the best lineups of talent, you know, you'll see. So no shame in that. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm at personally. You've heard rumours that confirm she is watching uh, Impact Victory Road owned. One nerd. Work Horsemen should be the team that beats FTR for the tag titles. Ring one tag titles. That would fucking rule. I don't think it'll happen, build rule. This grin along is not extending into Rampage because I'm going to watch that program with my brother after this. So I may even honestly, if the main event is saying that doesn't feel like Bray could happen, I may have to leave just so I'm not, you know, charging in fucking charging in late. Guys, what opens Rampage? I'm pretty sure I know. Um, Sting. Uh-oh. The, the, the swan song of Bud Matt. I should probably do like a prayer or something, right? Bow to the screen. She should be the doll from his E of the Women's Division. She's saying, she's saying like, you need tears. You know, one of the biggest issues about the Women's Division, it feels like anyone can beat anyone a lot of the time. You need tears. And um, Liv is the kind of wrestler who's very valuable in giving you those. So there you go. Lacey is in a hold. This is very puzzling to me, all of this. I don't really understand why this needs to happen. Um, I would have gone like, to me, it's like you come up in the break, man, just go straight into the fucking comeback. Like, do it in transition. You don't have to come back and hold. I will say, like, genuinely, I don't have any interest in Lacey as like a talent to push. She's actually like doing her absolute best in this spot. And she's being fucking rough and physical with Liv. And Liv is obviously good at selling and bumping for that. Um, the issue, obviously, that Lacey has is that everyone knows why this match is happening is to give Liv a win on the way to the pay per view. Lacey's not on TV at all, really. So, you know, no one buys it, no one cares. It's just wrestling for the sake of wrestling. But I won't believe it's a chance to give the champ a win. I don't mind it. I wish she would get more offense. She's doing a hell of a job bumping, I must say. And Lacey's, she's giving her stuff to bump for, let me tell you. She's hitting her pretty fucking hard. Kick to the chest there. Look at that. Jesus. Yeah. See, to me, Lacey's someone where it's like, I don't think she's, like, useless or anything. I I think you should find, like, a team for her, right? Like, this is where I, I never understood how little they got out of the tag division. Find tag teams for these some of these women. It's the, it would be really cool if everyone in the mid-card had, like, a de facto tag partner. They've never done that. It infuriates me. Jesus, man, can we get to come back? Again, not because Lacey's doing a bad job, but, like, 
okay? She kicked herself out of the hole. We're on the floor now. Lacey's on the floor. I assume Libby's not going to do a dive, but she might. I don't know. I don't really know what's in her arsenal. Only time I've seen a wrestling last couple of months was against Ronda Rousey, which, you know. Oh, no, I saw the Shane match. I thought the Shane match was actually okay. I know it got a lot of shit online. I thought it was pretty good. Decent, I should say. Liv has gone under the ring, folks. Russo is out here again. What the fuck is going on? Why does she have a broom? Kendo stick. Well, that was funny. She picked up the broom. <laughs> I think she thought the broom was the kendo because of the... <laughs> wow. That's good shit. Okay. Is there a feeling like take out of her hand? Oh, fuck, man. At least you didn't bump that hole. Oh, dear. No good. No good at all. You know, as the baby face, when you give, when you're an over baby face and the undercard heel gets 80% of the match, feels like the least they could do is bump for your fucking finish and signature, but what are you going to do? At one point, everyone thought the show was over and there were two matches left. Eight on Rampage is very difficult, man. That's very challenging. <laughs> very, very, very challenging. Um, will Wyndham FC six followers from tonight? I hope so. That'd be very funny. By that. Yeah, I... Uh, I wasn't a big fan of that finish. I, think I, was, I actually thought Lacey had a decent performance you know, relative, and I thought she had worked of a nice kind of, if that familiar heel edge that I referenced earlier. Um, but you got you got to feed the baby face in there, and now Liv's going off with the kendo. I'm glad they're not making the Bailey mistake, you know, if she doesn't want to use it. They, they kind of went that way for a second, she's using it now, so that's cool. They're doing, the, you know, this is a this is a thing they've done a lot with these matches, where it's like the baby face shows that she can work this way too, she can operate this way too. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, that Russian leg sweep. Oh, my good God almighty. All right, let's get out of here now before someone gets hurt, please. Okay, everyone, get home safely now, please. My God. The main event of Rampage ended at 12.30. <laughs> I really think they should just do a three-hour dynamite, man. Three-hour dynamite. Once a year. Take fucking Rampage at Hammerstein or something. Do whatever you have to do. It's just... It's very difficult, it seems, for the live crowd. Like, 12.30 is bonkers, man. That's insane. That's like a Brit rest show, you know what I mean? Liv's fired up, folks. She's fired up. Let me check the... Uh, one second, guys. Wow, it's amazing how the sound doesn't carry through. I can, I can actually hear it fine. I feel like I've been doing this wrong for a long time, you know? She's going to do a table. My God, she's heading up top, folks. She's heading up top. Lacey is on a table. The Fiend is nowhere in sight. Uh-oh. 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 She's on the post. That's pretty cool. What's she doing here? Oh, my God. She did like a. How would you describe that, folks? Was that was that what they call it? Was that a senton? What the fuck was that? 
That was kind of terrifying the way they shot that, guys. She just sort of flung herself through the air and then like asked first on the... The great camera work on that thing's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Holy shit, man. That was pretty... That looked very, very cool. A diving center. Thank you, Joe. It looked cool. I like the way they shot that a lot. They actually did the thing where they shot from the ground and had someone coming down, which looks much better than just cutting on every sense of impact. That was cool. That made the rest of it worth it. It was cool. Um, Dukes is pretending that he liked Hobbs and Starks again, which is really embarrassing because we want to know the truth. Oh, my God, it's hit row. The highest act in wrestling is back, baby. God bless. The top dollar has got. He's got a. He's got, they're gonna have. They're gonna have some drinks. It looks like. Uh oh. Oh my god! It's the street profits. I love when they throw the nameplate up for guys. It pops me. Street profits get their little raw logo thing. Look at Montez fold. My god. I'm sure this is good. I'll take everyone's word for it. Um, oh, I'm still kind of, uh, I'm still kind of popping at that uh, that senton business, you know. Like mean, that was that was very visually striking. It's this is stuck with me. I don't envy the Lacey Evans in that regard. Now I see why she didn't want that bump for her finish. You know what I mean? Felt like a good course correction for uh, for young Liv, even if I wish she had sold less in the match. This is what I have, yeah, like, it looked to me as though because Liv didn't want to do the Jeff Hardy deal and, like, fucking just drop a <laughs> whole body weight on Lacey, <laughs> she, like, really shot it big. It just kind of took an ass bump on the floor to me, is what it looked like, but, you know. Yeah, you go, we get, I suppose. We're in an advert, folks. We're in an advert. Yes, the cameraman is a good call. I don't envy the cameraman. That's a good point, actually. Very good point. Very, very, very good point. So we've got the tag title match, and we've got the... Oh, fuck. What have we got that I want to watch? Oh, yeah, Otis and Braun Strongman. Otis and the Braun Man. They haven't run any vignettes yet. We need some pre-tapes, you pieces of shit. Tell us. Tell us about Otis's amateur credentials. Dakota and Raquel. My God. Not bad. That actually could be quite good. Raquel was good last week against Bailey. I thought that match was better than the Alexa match. Again, as I said to Monty, I mean, part of that's the time. I didn't have to go 15 minutes, but well, it was good. So that could be good. Raquel is uh, not anyone's favorite, but I think she's actually quite solid. Pretty big match for Dakota in terms of like where she's on the main roster because um, I think there's been some up and downs for 
you know, her and EO in the ring. Um, we've kind of talked around it a little bit, but it appears that EO is struggling with some sort of injury or dealing with something that is kind of um, affecting her mobility. So we'll see how Dakota does tonight. Liv really went for it as champion. As a champion, too bad she was settled with Terrell Division and Paul, who wants to make Ronda an attraction again. Tough hand she was dealt. I agree, and these are the worst kind of situations, man, where it's like, it isn't one of those cases where you see it in action, you go, this can't work. It was obvious when she cashed in on Ronda that that division was not going to be a good fit for her. And she needed, like, she didn't even need anything too specific. Just that division is so hard to have be the champ of, be the center of. Even if you take Ronda out with Ronda, it's like impossible, you know? So um, it's a shame. I'll be honest, my gut feeling is I don't think it would have been like, you know, a critical hit anyway. But yeah. Uh, to answer this, so this was the, uh, this was what I could gather from the situation, but it appears to have since been more clear that it's something wrong with Eo's with heel. So, hopefully, hopefully she's good. If you watch like the way she moves, I almost wonder if what because I mentioned this about the main roster mat. I almost wonder if that led to them figuring out what was wrong with her her heel because she came out from an ankle injury, and I think a lot of the agents initially thought that she just was struggling to adapt to like that because it was kind of a it kind of caught them off guard when she was talking about it. From what I can tell, so. Hopefully, uh, hopefully she can kind of wrestle limited enough that she can heal up. You know, Brucey Beat says big pop from Grand Slam was right as I got to the gate of the arena. Two guys stopped me and my mum and asked what was being played at the arena. We said wrestling. They said like WWE. <laughs> we said yes, and they went. <laughs> they bought tickets. <laughs> new boom period, brother. New boom period. I love it. New boom period. Good shit. The World Wrestling Federation so over this bringing people in the house for AEW shows without them even realizing it. Good stuff. Sammy is celebrating his shirt here in some form or fashion against the Ricochet and the Madcap Man. This looks like some good acting here from old Rico. Oh my god, it's Solo Sokoa. Fuck! I'm telling you guys, man. Like, I don't care how many times Monty laughed at me or called me a prick. There's something there. You know what I mean? There's something there. The Solo Sokoa, he, he's he's just he's he's when he finds a nice neutral, he'll be even better. But he's just got an edge. I like it. I like the dynamic a lot. Kick the shit out of them two babyface dogs, though, I must say. Oh, God, it's Corey Grace. Put him wild. Yeah, that would be incredible. If if the guy that Brucey encouraged was, he got the million-dollar purchase with all the signed shit. Do you guys hear the Meltzer clip where, um, like, Alvarez was talking about that part of and David goes, yeah, he looked like Kenny Omega. Alvarez was like, Kenny Omega shouldn't be entering this competition. He was like, what competition? That was fucking awesome. The Usos are getting a video package, ladies and gentlemen. 
Paulie's doing its voiceover. Pop. Um. Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. When you talk shit as a baby face and get slaughtered by one man in a backstage has been yet. It's a dog, bro. Here's what it is. These are the games we play, you know what I mean? Um, I went to the bathroom. This is with Brucey again. Went to the bathroom right after Soraya. Okay, I need to talk about this for a moment. Hold on. I said on the Dynamite Post show, Soraya, a bunch of times. And I'm not going to name who. Someone messaged me and said, it's actually Soraya. Because that's what Excalibur said. So then last night, I said Soraya. Only to then see today that Paige had co-signed something which informed everyone that it is, in fact, Soraya. See, you can set me up there. You see that? Now, now I can't win. I was right. Made myself wrong. Be better. <laughs> okay. Um, so Bruce went to the bathroom after Soraya debuted. And two dudes were talking derogatorily. Derogatorily, yes. Derogatorily. I don't fucking know. Uh, they, were, they, were, they were talking that way, saying a bunch of nerds were saying Paige was going to show up. That would be stupid. And I turned and said, damn, that was the pop you just heard. My God. My God, what, what dorks? Even if it wasn't her, what dorks, right? Why are they calling me a nerd in our fresh stadium? Bizarre. Fucking owned also. Also stood in the beer line, and Brian Myers was behind me. Didn't bother him, and no one noticed him. Kind of ruled. It's that Impact Wrestling TV spot, bro. Big time. Yeah, I saw some of the video page. It looked cool. The Usos have had an incredible run, man. They've been top. They've been one of the two top teams in the federation for legitimately now, like nine years. It's pretty good. I saw a lot of controversy out. I'm not getting into it. A lot of chicken tenders talk today. None of my business. Yes, Paige's boyfriend, sorry, Soraya's boyfriend is, uh, you know, someone I'd invite on the late night grin. Well, then any patrons will come with. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that, folks. You should see the people I reject for the late night grin. Even that little prick Dukes wanted to be on it once. I said, absolutely not. This is LNG fed perverts, yes, that's exactly what it's called. That is exactly what it's called. Hello, Meech. You alright, mate? Just woke up. Nice little nap. What have you, you been up to, Meech? Suppose I haven't spoken to you in a while, you know, pal? <clears throat> yeah, this would rule. This is a classic podcast moment, factual. At the Hall of Fame, talking about Ricochet and, and old Tommy. Popping huge for Triple Paul. Incredible. I'm doing well, Meech. How are you? You watching SmackDown, mate? Doing all right? We're an advert, in case someone's wondering. Um, hmm. I saw that Idris Elba flick, after all. I was supposed to go a couple weeks ago when I was here, when I uh, finally caught up on that Beast flick. You know, I mean, it's it's schlock, obviously. You know, it's 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 horseshit, obviously, to some extent. I mean, it's him running around with fucking beast chasing after him. But I will say, it ain't quite as schlocky as I thought it would be. You know, it takes his time a little bit more than I expected. So, um, 
I say all this to say, if you want to watch a two-and-a-half-star flick, Idris has got you covered, brother, brother. You know what I mean? Uh, watching SmackDown, playing a game with pals, and watching my buddy on Late Night Grin. Is Shoot streaming too? Um, who's going to get punked on 24, 25 years of DX Raw in a couple weeks? I'm not sure. I, I think they may have the thing kill them. Not like kill them, kill them. You know what I mean? Attack them. Wipe them out, whatever. Smile looks like a good time. I'm very excited about Smile. Um, it's really cool to see a horror flick kind of capture the imagination of folks with the uh, with the trailer. It's been a while. Um, I'm very excited to see that one for sure. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good time. I mean, it might not be a good time, but I'm going to definitely see it. Pop. Let's talk about the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble Classic. What is this? Why are they showing this? Someone tell me. Isn't it September? Am I imagining something here? Am I forgetting something? Anyway, uh, I'm not going to spoil the film, Marcus, but you probably have a good guess. Yeah. I don't know why they're showing this, because I'll explain. You guys are ahead of me, so remember, if you see St. Fiends, just say Bat Signal. Kind of wondering when Fiend would come out at this point. I'm not going to lie. Does Billy Gunn show up to 25 years of... Uh, of DX, um, probably not. No, that'd be very funny, but no, I don't think so. Is it just tickets on? Okay, tickets available next Friday. Pop. My God, it's the Alamo Dome. Why didn't they say '97? Was '97 when when the Alamo Dome was the Rumble and Sean like wrestled? And... No, whatever. Um, I have not seen the whole of horror flick Pearl. It's a new day. Yes, it is, dude. The bro just literally went like this. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Like this. In real life, that fucking rules. I would never do that in public because I'm a hilarious introvert in that setting, but that is very funny. I respect it. I agree with it too. It's the new day, you know? I like the new day. Um, What else was I going to talk about? I've forgotten. I don't know. Who fucking guess. New day here. I don't know what they're doing. Hopefully they're not doing a promo because that's very difficult. Oh, my God. Are they going to win a squash match? Oh, no. It's the... Uh, well, it's probably still going to win, but it's the... Uh, Eli Drake's guys, I forget their team name. I know it's Mansoor and Dio, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, Manny should uh Manny should be our like roving reporter at that event, you know? You get him like a LNG shirt and have him outside the building popping huge and talking about how much the show sucked and There'll be like a classic on the show. They'll do like AJ versus, I don't know, Cody or whatever the fuck. I don't know what good match is anymore. And it, everyone will be like, that was a classic, one of the greatest matches ever. Um, and Manny will log on and be like three and a quarter. Didn't like the, the forearms on display. Good stuff. The maximum models, right? The maximum models. Yes, Maxine does have a camera. I see that. Fair. I mean, they're you know, they're models, right? So cameras are an important part of the game, I think. Oh, my God. Dio Madden does gallows punches. 
not as good, but he does the gallows combination in the corner. Maximum male models. Was Maxine a model? What's the deal with that? Bro, you got to be shitting me right now. Brent, please. Are you doing a bit? Please tell me the fiends actually. Like, honestly, it's the only funny thing we could get out of this tonight. Is this really not happening tonight? Hmm. That's a shame. Man, there's no fun. There's no there's no excitement, you know? You know what? Fuck it. I've got to take loop off. The QR coordinates for Edmonton. Oh, fuck off. This is shit. This is just a wrestling show now. There's no point in me doing it. I could have slept. I have to start till 5am for this shit. And look, there'll be good matches here, and I'm going to enjoy Braun and OS. It's fine. But, like, come on. Is there nothing sacred in this world? Can a man not just watch his wrestling show and expect a fiend? Seriously, guys, I'm asking you. As friends, seriously. Can he not just expect the fucking fiend? He gets told it's the fiend. He sees the hangman. He gets told that the Alexa Bliss sold the left leg for the hangman. He comes on here. He goes on the Twitch. He watches SmackDown for the sake of this. And it's not even the fiend. I think Eli Drake's coming back, so there's a triumph in all this, I guess. Or LA Knight, whatever the fuck he used to be called. There was a famous quote, really, right? From a little-known film called Money Play. I live by this, and I think you should too, right? Because you say the fiend has to add law to his story, you know the rules. You know what I say that? The rules are made... To be fucked. It's a real quote. It's my take on, on, on your retort. Oh my god, there's a Braun Strowman video. Okay, hang on a second. Fucking fiend. What a sorry piece of shit, huh? All you want to do is just get him shot on SmackDown. Monty Damon, don't bait me right now, right? I'm, all I'm trying to do is create a great moment with my audience where we all enjoy the fiend together. Now I have to watch Raw. That's what I'm really mad about. I mean, this is fine. This is SmackDown, but we'll have to watch Raw now again. Last week, nearly killed me. And because the show's bad, it's because it's fucking two in the morning. Show might be bad. I don't really know. I don't really watch it, but it's very late. I'm talking a lot this time, you know? I'm not used to be here on the late night grin. <laughs> Good call, Josh. With friends like these, who needs enemies? Just when you think you know the answers, he changes the law. If you could call us your Holbertas, 
I would appreciate that. Seems like I'm not going to do, but I respect it. Look at this prick. Oh, let him in. Piece of shit. This is whole shit. The fucking fiend. He's gonna. Oh no, not raw. Oh, Alexa Bliss is on raw. <laughs> hmm. Not comfortable with this right now, guys. I feel like I've been bamboozled and led astray again. And also, oh, don't even worry about it. <laughs> we don't even talk about Rampage. Look at Monty Fireflies. What a pricky turned out to be. You know, you try your best. You know, you try to do right by this game. You, you show willingness to, to play ball with the World Wrestling Federation. Look what you get for it. Look what you get. I'll tell you what you get. Kicked in the dick. That's what you get. This is what happens, Larry. Do you see what happens? All right. Monty's very hateful, I agree. This is unbelievably spiteful. A level of spite that I don't deserve this time. The machine gun Kyle Anderson's name... Very seldom deserves to be um, used in this sort of fashion, but in this case it works. Even if you will be on Raw in a couple of weeks, I like it. I would like to uh, make a statement. Please bear with me for a moment here, folks. While I prepare the battlefield, I'm very hurt right now. I'm very heated. But I will come back stronger here moment bear with me i would like to send an official message and statement to all involved in this decision here goes nothing you're a sorry piece of shit you swing first i'll take your fucking punch after that i'm gonna kick the shit out of you you ain't man enough to beat my ass you fucking prick he's a no good motherfucker whoever's to blame for this you heard him all right you heard him. Anyway, let's get together as a team. Let's rebuild because Braun Strowman's batteries. All right, let's, let's go again. We go again. Come on. Come on, Alep. We go again. Should be two matches I enjoy in this. Uh, let's fucking let's go for it. Let's rebuild. <sighs> Taking the piss, you know what I mean? God, this merchandise advert is incredible. It looks like Bob's one was just a, hat, a Brock's one. Why does it say Bob? It's Brock. I ain't doing Monday. I ain't doing it. Absolutely not. Unless, unless Sean's thing says that Alexa Bliss is wrestling Dakota Kai, I ain't doing it. Absolutely not. And, I'm, and, I, and that is the only way to, because I'm ain't saying i not dealing with the discourse of poor one-legged EO trying to wrestle Alexa. I ain't doing it. No way. Not doing it. I'm going out that day. Not doing it. Nope, not getting me, mate. Not happening. Hopefully that, that Usos match is good. That'd be nice. Jesus. Drew Gulak. 
Drew Gulak is in my time machine promotion with William Regal. They're a shooter team. That was Brock's first program because he came in during Starcade build, so nothing else really to slot him into. Imagine Steve Regal and Brock Lesnar. Steve tries to shoot on him, Brock just beats the fuck out of him. That'd be good. Top dollars popping himself. Look, what a character. One of the greats. Drew Gulak looks well. They're watching the television set, folks. They are watching the television set. Um, this is probably fair. He Legitimately, they'll probably get a shooting angle with Alexa at Extreme Rules. Not doing a bit. Apparently, Braun is the monster of all monsters, which is honestly one of the most incredible things I've ever heard, and it's kind of got me back on board. Um, I'm told that Natalia and Shinsuke were in that room, which is very funny. Braun is yelling loudly. He's very much like Sid right now. <laughs> He's screaming at fans as he looks to gain their continued support here in his return to the famed World Wrestling Federation. This, of course, is a match from the Champions Carnival as he takes on one of the more formidable super heavyweights in our game, the famed legitimate shooter, Otis. Dozer. Big Doze. Otis Dozovich. The big dog. The tribal... No, that's different. The big man. Braun looks fucking incredible, guys. I'm sorry. I, I know I keep saying it, but he just looks great. His physique is unbelievable. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to take my uh, thing off the chat until the ad or whatever because I don't want spoilers for this classic. Obviously, we know the result, but I want to know, like, I want to watch it in real time, you know, feel the ups and the downs. Um because I'm seeing some tail of the tape talking. I would... <laughs> Bro, Otis is 360? No, he's not. He's not 360. No way. He's a big dude. He ain't 360. He can't. He can't. He's 5 foot 10, man. There's no way. No way. Right? Five foot ten. I mean, he's a tank, but fuck. That would put him like a hundred pounds over the UFC heavyweight weight. Is that am I nuts here? Or is that crazy? Maybe I'm nuts. I don't know. Big fella. Serious athlete, legitimately. I'm not doing a bit here, folks. I'm a fan. We are circling. Otis is not taking his shirt off because it's match one of the champions carnival. Respect. I don't know if he evil wrestles about his shirt at this point. I don't really know. All I know is they're circling each other and Grilla Monsoon is popping huge. Get some sound. Oh, we've met in the middle. Bubbers, we've met in the middle. Oh, my God, Braun for a right hand. I'm already for He did a cane uppercut. Folks, did a cane uppercut. Please bear with me. Oh, my God, he did a bill. And Otis bumped like a bowling ball. That fucking ruled. Front drop kick to, like, the belly button. Bro got up like four foot on that thing. Three foot, maybe two and a half. Belly button. Bang. He's going to do a fucking topay. Look at him. No, he's not. He's going to run around the ring. Never mind. Gabes is setting him up, baby. (laughs) 
jumped over him and it looked so awkward. Cut off. Otis has jumped Braun from behind. God, Otis is such a fun wrestler. I'm sorry, guys. I just think he's a blast. The way he stands. What a fun wrestler. Posting it, man. This is some this is some heavy duty shit. Yeah, this is the fact that he's built at 5'10 is kind of nuts because that would suggest he's like five foot eight. We're back in the ring. Chad is watching on with a Oh, he's just did like a double rope discus fucking. <laughs> Braun's bumping didn't even make it look that good, but it just popped everyone because he's Otis. <laughs> Otis is fucking kicking his heels out before he runs. Like a like he's a car, I think. Splash in the corner. Braun is holding Braun's big vest. Oh shit, Braun's selling for it, man. Look at this. He's elevate. He threw a Vader punch. He threw a fucking Vader punch to the head. Brothers, Otis just threw like a clubbing left hook to the head and it was shades of the big man in 92. Spine buster. I'm at four and a quarter right now. I'm at four and a quarter. Four and a quarter right now. Let's see where we go. I'm back. I'm back. Fuck Bray Wyatt. I'm back. Real Hoopers. That spine buster. Oh, yeah. This is some good shit, folks. Coliseum videos never look so good. Braun's going to do the big charge. Here it comes. Oh, my God. He's actually going to run the whole way around. What a lunatic. Why? No, he's not. Never mind. He's going that way. Otis just took a bump onto the announce table from a shoulder tackle, and the crowd is going fucking insane. This is legitimately no bit. This is really well executed. Otis is doing an amazing job right here. He took a bump onto the table, man, from a shoulder tackle. That dude's athletic as fuck. <laughs> he also just nailed the fucking apron there. <laughs> but that hurt. Oh, Chad's holding his foot. They should do a, a fucking heel win just to pop me. It'd be a terrible idea, but it would rule. A bill over the barricade. A bill over the barricade. Feed, immediate feed for the power slam. Otis has fallen down. No, he's still up. Didn't look great. <laughs> Braun just took a world's strongest slam on his heel. Braun, Braun's shoulders were never down. Broad's shoulders were never even down. Fuck that. He said, I ain't getting pinned by a sure shake by this fella. Vader bomb. Vader bomb. Boys, this fucking rips. Michael Cole is going nuts and he ain't wrong. This is fun, man. Fuck. How well produced is this shit? What a hoot. Beta bomb, brother. Braun's eyes looking at the riff. One, two, oh, very good. Oh, it's just a splash. 
Ash missed. Bro, this is fucking awesome. Oh, we should rest Lady Kingston, bro. Power bomb time. Here we go. Got the people. Big, big, big. Got the people. Well, that was terrifying. Okay, that's got to be it. That was a hoot, bro. What a fucking blast. What a blast. Holy shit, what a good time that was. Good shit, man. That was fucking fun. What well-produced match. I think he does still, uh, get these hands anymore. I'm not sure. Though. I haven't seen all of the, the promo. I know he's done a promo, actually. That was fucking fun, man. Holy shit. Crowd's so with it. I'm going to tweet. I'm, I'm, so, I'm that excited. I'm going to tweet. The customary that fucking ruled. Bro, that was actually fun, though. Seriously, right? I'm not doing a bit here. Like, I, I know I was like obviously going to sell anyway. Even if it sucked, I was going to like pop for the sake of entertainment. But that was actually really well done. I'm happy for uh, for the big man. And Otis is a hell of an asset. Very, very few guys can play the role he just he just played legitimately. That's not easy for a guy of that size to be that guy for a night. It's pretty difficult. <clears throat> the, the brawling brutes are here, folks. The brawling brutes are here. Oh, my God. Folks, it's been a while, but I'm going to play it, all right? I won. We have news. Dave Meltzer in the Daily Update says, and I quote, Regarding Gabe Sapolsky's hiring, he is believed to be for the main roster and not NXT in the creative department. I won. Folks, about 20 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, wherever it was, the Fed sure felt dead to me. I'm delighted to announce that with Gabe Sapolsky booking, with Braun Strongman running wild, Strowman Mania, Strowmania, whatever the fuck you want to call it, with the big dog Otis, one of the better G1 participants in recent years. We're back. I'm back. Pro Wrestling is back. Um, Tony Khan better have something up his sleeve for tonight's live rampage. Because otherwise, he's cooked, it's over, it's finished. I believe we can end the war now. I've decided. Folks, call them up. Let's, let's call it in sober. Over. You can't, you cannot compete with fucking Topolsky, mate. I've seen it before. You can't fucking mess with it. The fella, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to do this thing. 
he's, he's got it. He knows what he's doing. Right? I've seen the sheets. I've seen the booking pads. I've seen the notes. I know what he's up to. Folks, we're in for a special time. Because when you give Sapolsky the all caps, when you give Sapolsky the Otis, when you give Sapolsky the Strowman, you're dealing with a dangerous man. And when, when, and it doesn't happen often, folks, as you know, but when shit gets difficult and maybe Gabe had a bad day, you know, maybe he's not feeling it and he's not sure of himself. He turns to his left and he sees dangerously. He turns to his right and he sees Helmsley. And you say, hold, hold on, son, hold on a second. The big three has formed in the World Wrestling Federation. I'm telling you now, 20 years' time, they will talk about that trio. Helmsley, that's four. Helmsley, Sapolsky, dangerously. The big three of professional wrestling creative. What a moment in time, folks. I didn't think we'd ever see the day. Did not think we would ever see the day. I'm quite emotional right now, folks. I must say, I really am. That was um, a lot. I experienced the last 20 minutes. Ups, downs, everything in between. Um, I'm proud of all involved. Congratulations to Gabe Sapolsky. Roderick Strong, this time. God, what a moment. Remember where you were, folks. Meech, don't play on me right now. Do not play on me right now, brother. Seriously. Um, I'm, I'm just... Gabe. Wow. Wow. Wonder what's next on SmackDown. It's going to be saying good, you know that for sure. I'm going to get on the show if Gabe's booking, you know what I mean? This is a good idea too. Jeff Jarrett booking NXT Europe. Now we're cooking, you know what I mean? One of the better eyes for talent in wrestling history. Fuck, man. How do you compete with this, you know? Like, well, seriously, imagine you're in Jacksonville and you're sitting there booking together, you know, a Santa Guevara angle or whatever, and like someone goes, oh, fuck. And Tony's like, what now? And you go, listen, listen here. Sapolsky's in charge. You go, you, can you imagine how mad you'd be? I can't, honestly, I can't, I couldn't bear it. If I was Tony and I got told Gabe was over, I'd go, I'm, I'm packing it in. I ain't spending any more money on this shit, mate. Ridiculous challenge. Trying to beat Gabe Sapolsky when he's got Alexa Bliss and Otis and people out on his roster. Jesus. Wait until Gabe gets on the blow at the old punk, mate. Then you'll be in real trouble. Old Pepsi Phil comes over. There's a lot of shots of the crowds. Nice Drew McIntyre. For fuck's sake, they're going to do a carrying cross segment. Okay. This happened again now. Now I'm just confused at how brave people are wrestling shows. So Drew McIntyre's music just hit. A guy stood up and went like this again. Not like last time. One of them, this guy went like this. And as he did it, his shirt ascended up his, you know, up his chest there. And uh, I just wouldn't do that for Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? That's a bad idea. Wouldn't do that. But the other day I was at Tottenham and uh, a guy walked out of the ground with a button-up shirt and he had buttoned only the middle button. Pretty big guy. One of the more incredible visuals I've ever seen in my life. Because the button was holding on for dear life. But it was the only button he'd... 
he utilised. Which I'm not sure is the best way to approach it, but I respect it. I appreciate what he was going for very much, you know. Wow, I'm, st I'm honestly, I'm still, uh, still reading a little bit, folks. Apologise for my unprofessionalism. Redo and start with something else. Something else. My God. I'm not going to listen to this promo. He has a strap in his hand. Everyone in the chat is saying strap match, which, good luck. On a scale of one to Karen Hansen, how excited are you for Drew cross strap match? Um, no, zero. Absolutely not. Not watching it. That's a good example of what I mean, guys. I ain't watching that shit. I'm sorry. I don't really like Drew. I find him interesting. He's a really good fucking worker. But I ain't, I ain't watching him wrestle Karen Cross. You know what I mean? I have my limits. My God. I've seen that Soraya has began to tackle and debate many folks on Twitter.com, which is very good. Um, definitely saying she should be doing it this time. I'm sure it will be things that she does not explore further in the coming weeks and months. Yeah. Yeah, strap match for that blood is pretty rough, I ain't gonna lie. I know not everyone's into blood as we are, as, as blood perverts, but, like, come on, it's a strap match. What are we doing here? Cody, I've been told the Fiend ain't coming tonight, mate. Don't worry about it. Ain't happening. Ain't happening, mate. Don't worry about it. We don't need him. We don't need him. We got fucking Sapolsky. Don't need him. Tell, tell everyone, man. I'm trying to tell everyone. Yeah, I saw that, Brent. That's why I stopped talking about it because I, I haven't got any issue with that. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'll leave that. <laughs> um, got the old strap promo here, shades of, I don't know, Bray Wyatt versus Brian Daniels and the American Dragon. Has anyone seen Dragon's Fed figure? Has anyone seen that? Because, like, he has, like, red hair, like Buddy Murphy. It's kind of funny. Good bit. His pay-per-view is literally all of the gimmick matches pull around on NXT, strap matches in pit fight. Bro, honestly, whether people like it or not, and I'm not, I don't really, you know, whatever. I mean, I popped huge at last match, but obviously I don't really care. Um, people can like what they like again. But I have to say I do respect how much he is literally just doing black and gold NXT. Like, you have to really believe in your philosophy to go hard, go as hard as this. Um... He absolutely thought the main roster product fucking sucked when he was doing NXT, clearly, because he's just done all of the bits that, like, a casual fan would have predicted he would do. Like, he'll re-sign all the guys. He'll bring war games up. So, yeah, that's exactly what he's done. There's no black and white, folks. Folks, there's no black and white. Great headbutt from Drew after some bad punches. I do like the hair on Cross. I'm going to say it again, folks. I'm sorry. I do like the hair. My God, he's uh oh, putting it on, brother. He's putting it on. He's got him hooked. Why is Drew like? Why is Drew putting on himself? Why can't he just like? Why can't he just like hit him? Why did he have to put it on himself to like preview the match or whatever? My feed's cutting up a little bit, guys. So I'm about to change it. Um. 
That big boot was a nice big boot to the, uh, the shoulder there. Cross is selling it and getting the gimmick over at least, which is good, but who could possibly want to watch this in real life? I mean, seriously, who is this for? Some sort of pervert? What the fuck is this? It's still doing this angle, you know? It's a good angle in terms of the baby face kicking the shit out of here with them wrong. I just, I mean, who could possibly care? Seriously. I mean, it's Drew Mack and the old Carrie Cross. I've got my limits in life, you know what I mean? Scarlett has jumped ahead of Cross here. Certainly made an impact on an old Carrie's skin. I will say that. Drew doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would go light on the, uh, on, on that, on that shtick. I'll say that much, sure. Uh, what? Um, hello everyone. Uh, Uh, sorry, what just happened? Can someone explain to me for what? Uh, did she just shoot out like a? She sprayed like a water bottle, like a fireball. She went like this, squeezed something, and it like spiked and seemed to miss Drew completely, and he just kept beating him up. Hello, did. Was there a fireball in there? Why did they do the fireball? Or did Drew just impromptu not set it because he didn't hit him? Uh, hmm, very interesting. What the fuck just happened? Like, what? <laughs> Why was there a fireball? It was again, was he supposed to sell it and just didn't? My God. My fucking God, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. That was something else. Congrats, you are one of the first to test an early version of Guest Star, a new tool we're building that makes it easy to bring friends onto your stream. Shut the fuck up, Twitch. Piece of shit. I'm very confused by what I saw there. I, I, I'd love to know what the original plan was. The fireball was just basically cut off and they did the low-blow impromptu. If so, I mean, I kind of respect them. You know, I ain't fucking telling they didn't hit me. But... This is this fucking rules. Yes, the fire being involved before Code of Honor would be unbelievably good. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just scrolling Twitter to see if I imagine the fact there was a fireball that was ultimately completely inconsequential for the angle. I'm not sure if I imagine that or not, you know? Good stuff. Anyway, um, main event's probably coming up here shortly, I'd imagine. We've got to do Kurt and Raquel first, actually, so I ain't getting too much time. Either of them, for that matter. Hope you guys have enjoyed this. 
I wanted to make this one um, more engaging than the one where I only had a, like a heart attack while watching Raw. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit more fresh today. I'm actually in a very good mood today. I've been in a pretty good mood this week. You know? I mean, my, uh, my, uh, my, my deal with my life's kind of, I'm kind of day to day and kind of all over the place. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm doing all right in terms of like, I'm having decent days. Taking each day as it comes, nothing carried away. It's been a decent month, man. It's been decent, so. Hope you guys have had fun with this. It's been, uh, it's been a good time, I think. I've enjoyed it. So, there's that. I would like to make clear that I'm doing a bit when I say Gabe Sapolsky is saved the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, you know, these are the games we play. Yeah, I'm very... I'm just, I'm just reading people's opinions about this, and I'm very confused. Still confused why she sprayed the fireball like it was a ball of, like... Like Oasis or something, you know? Yeah. I haven't got a fucking clue what she's doing. I think I've imagined it to be quite real. I'm, I'm sitting here watching it. I don't really know what happened. No idea. No idea. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate something, you know, I appreciate this in the chat, guys. But I, uh, yeah, this has actually been a great a great assist for me in terms of like, I was really exhausting myself trying to watch and take notes for everything. And sometimes I'll watch stuff twice if I didn't get anything like worth talking about from it. So this has been really fun where like when I have to, I can lock in and we can talk about a match, but it's just a lot easier for me. It's not going to do it forever. If you hate the Grenelongs, I'm sorry. I'm sure they're not for everyone. Um, hold up. <laughs> this, brothers, it is appearing to me that our day has gone from great to spectacular. Because thank the Lord, we have more news. One of the great pro wrestlers of the last 18 months, maybe, six months, an NWA legend, Bob Fish, um, the king of all things, Pepsi Phil Burials, the shooter, the real martial artist, one of the baddest men on the planet Earth, has found a new home in Impact Wrestling, home of some of the great entertainers of our Earth. And to that, we say a very simple thing. Oh my God! You've got to be kidding me! Holy Christ! That's freaking unbelievable, Vito! I don't believe it! Kurt Angle! No, shut up that Kurt Angle, Mike. Fucking hell, kayfabe. Awesome stuff. Awesome, awesome stuff. I mentioned this to some of you on Discord, but I'll just say it because maybe it'll be wrong, maybe why, I don't know. But there was talk that he did everything he did without talking to anyone at WWE, which I still do not totally believe because that is fucking insane. But this does make it seem more likely. <laughs> what a fucking hooper. Just said enough is enough. I'm out of here. My God, Kota's got her hands taped. Like the Funker. He's a fucking shooter, man. That's what's going to happen. This is, this is a different promotion. I'm telling you, Sapolsky's got his hands on this thing. I'm telling you, folks. She's got her fucking hands taped. 
Jack Crosby is informed of the Bobby Fish news. It's always late. No matter what you're talking about, he sends it five minutes late with his own shitty take. It's absolutely unbearable. It's fucking Crosby. Totally. She's really listen, man. She can fuck she might she might fuck Raquel up out there, you know what I mean? You're talking about a fighter. I mean, look at the hands. You can see it, they're taped. You take your hands, you can fight. That's a rule with Taylor's oldest time. Raquel's graphic is one of the funniest things in the whole promotion. Just a picture of her like grinning wide, like posing. I respect it. I think Raquel's gonna win this match, which is very unfortunate for anyone that likes wrestling. They're gonna get, I reckon, I reckon they're gonna get like eight minutes. Let's see how they go. Hopefully it's good. These two have got experience working with each other. They actually had a takeover match with each other. That I didn't think was great, but I remember they had one, so it's not like they obviously they team together a lot too. Really no reason this match shouldn't be like solid, so we'll see. Let's have a look. Uh oh. Much like with Bailey last week, Raquel is getting a monster shine immediately. Fucking launches Coat into the corner. See how the offense compares to last week. We talked about this last week. Some of her stuff looks really impactful. That looks awesome. Some of her stuff looks um, kind of flat and like it's blunt in a way that isn't violent. It's just kind of like it just happens and there's no real there's nothing for the crowd to react to. Damn, she did. Uh. I don't really know what just happened, but like, Coe went for that cool kick she does, and Raquel just like hooked her and picked her up in the air and just swung around, which was quite scary. I thought someone was going to die for a second. I'm glad no one did. Uh, they went into that was all of that. That was a cutoff. Two, two apron distractions, cutoff. Shot seats here. This may not be going eight minutes, folks. This may be going about 30 more seconds. We have a distraction on hand. Shotzi's beating up the damage control. Dakota is getting rolled up. Well, that was terribly unfortunate, wasn't it? Wow. Wow. What a bizarre choice that was, huh? And the hills are going to get some heat back here, but really, I mean, what was the point of even doing it? What was the point of even doing it? No, never mind. They're not going to get some heat back. They're going to get the shit kicked out of them, actually. What the fuck are Eon Shotzi doing? What was they doing? Why was Eo like? <laughs> why was Shotzi not doing anything to her? Eo just had like stand there and throw punches in the air. That's terrible. That was absolutely terrible. Honestly, bro, like I mean, this is a good bit. Like Eo ain't bumping, but she didn't really give her even bump for it. But at one point, she was just stand there. It's ridiculous. My faults. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna play that whole bit for that. I'm just like good eight minute match though. I liked it. Yeah, tweet Jesus wept. Everyone like it. Everyone go like this before I get dunked on. No one knows what it's about to be fair. It could be about anything. It could be about Bobby, it could be about FTR, it could be about Bud Matt. I just tweet Jesus wept. Good stuff.
That was uh, terrible in all seriousness. Unbelievably bad television. Um, people are reacting to the Bobby Fish thing as you'd expect. Many dunks are being dealt, which is very funny. I respect it. Personally, I think Impact just became a contender, but, you know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Seriously, guys, Jesus, that sucked, huh? That was fucking terrible. Why do any of that? That was that was very Vince, truly. That was the most Vince thing I've seen on the episodes I've watched since Triple H. That was bonkers. You took a protected act, you pinned one of them in about 90 seconds, and you did a terrible angle afterwards and made everyone look bad. That takes some effort. I mean, Jesus wept. Wow. Damage control is like... I thought Monday was a great night for them. I thought they, I thought they really figured out and simplified it and just fucking put them over and understand all. And they undercut it like that. It's just bad wrestling, man. Jesus. Bad fucking wrestling. You know, and someone else said, what does it matter? Maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. There would be a few kids. But it's just like, why do it? We're going to do it badly. You know, if you want to give them a big run, give them a big run. You know, fucking Scott Hall didn't get rolled up in 90 seconds. People think I'm talking about Bobby Fish, which is really funny. Really funny. I don't know, guys. That was a shame. I actually wanted to see them have, like, a little TV match because I really liked Dakota a lot as a wrestler, and Raquel always seems, like, solid. I just wanted to see where Dakota was at, you know, like, on the main roster, her confidence level. Um... Yeah, I don't know. And the other thing that annoys me about it too is they're not even like over, so you like you need to actually still get them over. You know? To be clear, like personally, I wouldn't have booked the match because I wouldn't beat Raquel again and I wouldn't want Raquel beating Dakota. But I absolutely am not beating Dakota in under six. Like, no. Okay, who distracts who and what we do? No, absolutely not. You gotta look, even if she's the one who's gonna eat pins, you have to protect her to some extent. Otherwise, it makes the whole team look like losers. You know, Arne Anderson got pinned a lot as a horseman, but he didn't get, you know, fucking... That was, that was worse than that. That was a shame. It's also a shame because they had two women's matches on this show, and it would be nice to just get two women's matches getting some time on a national television show. Apparently, that's fucking mission impossible for most of these programs. SmackDown is no different, I guess. What a shame. Animated, so I thought I had coffee or something. What the fuck's wrong with me? <sighs> Joyce Parker tomorrow night. Boxing fans, if you're a US boxing fan, have a look at Joyce Parker. I think it might be a, a good fight. It might be a boring fight too, but it might be a good fight. Didn't really give you a lot there. It's a heavyweight contender clash. I think it should be a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'd have had Raquel just beat someone else on the roster. If you're going to do a one minute match, no reason to. Uh, yeah, Crokey, I'm, I'm already aware and devastated. This news, mate. Don't rub it in. I've already I've already thrown my toys out the pram. You know what I mean? Already done it. Already got mad about Crokey. Unfortunately. Frankie Kazarian is wrestling speedball Mike Bailey. Hunter and Seamus is two weeks away. I'm looking forward to that very, very much. Let me see what this is about. Ryan Satin tweet that Andrew sent me. 
of Ryan Satin blocked, so. Which means the killing of one's father. Right. Um, Shotzi Bailey should be nice. I look forward to that. Hit Row versus... Oh, God. All right. That's all right. Fine. Never mind. I just I just always forget that Gaza's in that team and get confused every single fucking time. Ricochet and Madcap versus Sammy and Solo. So next week's a uh, next week's a road to it episode, right? Nice little road to it, Corican. I should tape SmackDown at Corican Hall. See what the see what the <laughs> the casual fan thinks. Okay, folks, the Brawling Brutes are here. We have about twenty minutes on the clock. I'm excited for this one. You guys know I love me some Usos. I'll be very happy to end this show telling you that they had a classic match here. They've been up and they've been down this year. They've had moments where they've looked really good. They've had moments where they've looked like a shell of themselves, especially Jimmy. We shall see how they do against a really fun team. I mean, Pete Dunne is obviously the worker, but Ridge is a nice meathead dipshit wrestler that pops me. Um... I'm excited for this, actually. I, I think I think this is going to be a good time. Uh, I do not like Pete Dunne. He throws the worst punches in wrestling. I've just been polite. And he's, one of his poses is he puts his fists up and he can't throw punches. It's very annoying. I would get rid of him. I'm just kidding. I would get rid of him. I wouldn't have anyone whack him or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, I'm not a big fan. Pete Dunne does sound like money. Everyone from Bonham sounds like money. <laughs> it's part of the beer. <laughs> One of the more incredible accents on earth. God bless him. Tries his best, don't he, Monty? Bless his heart. He tries his best. What a nice fella. Tries his best, thing. Gives it a good go, doesn't he? We the ones, folks. Jimmy and Jay are here. Sammy is fired up. You know, I'm going to ask you guys because I'm just intrigued. I don't know a lot about what's going on. So any chance of a title change tonight? What do you think, guys? I mean, it seems unlikely to me, but I'm just wondering because it's the main event. I was just wondering. What do we think, boys? Anything? Boys and girls, anything? Any chance of a title change? What do we think? Seems unlikely to me as an outsider. Zero chance. Sammy might cost This is what I was wondering. Sammy being out there did intrigue me. They're breaking the record. How long are they away? I didn't see that bit earlier. I did not see that. I saw they were talking about it, but I didn't. Yeah. Sammy is fucking hilarious, man. Three weeks? Oh, yeah, there's no man. Hey, look, I, I have no problem. If, if the idea is that in kayfabe, you cement them as the best team in promotional history, I ain't got a problem with that. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people will. I ain't got a problem with that. I think they've been fucking great for a long time. You know, they have their nights where they can be frustrated and done wrong, but I think they're a really good team. Chris, can you give us a couple of quotes? What, what's Bobby Fish saying? I haven't seen the promo. I've just seen him coming out. Who are you taking the first round of the basketball draft? Um, firstly, that's rude. Secondly, uh, Shake Milton. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I don't know, man. I haven't really fought back. Where am I? Like 10th, I think? Is the draft order settled? I don't know. Where? How does that work? I, I looked at it very briefly. I'm excited, man. I really can't wait for the NBA season to be back. I think it's... Uh, a very interesting year. There's so many good teams, man. No draft would have good. Because when I, when I saw the 10 thing, I didn't know. It was just we were in. Draft is like 20 days away, I think. Thank you, Fred, for the info. I appreciate it. No draft order. What else to go to decide my pick then, Toby? Have you never done this before, mate? So it works. We get a different pick. You pick a different player. Do you know what I mean? 
fucking idiot. Know what's going on, does he? Must be a giveaway my plan here. Apparently, Bob Fish is shooting on Punk. Oh, that sounds pornographic. That sounds incredible. Is it hot in here, or is it just all the heat that's been on me lately? Oh, fuck. How could you dislike Bobby Fish? He's fucking hilarious. Oh, amazing. Crosby's ready burying Bobby Fish. Fuck Jack Crosby. Prick. You don't know what he's talking about. Advert. Shit. Shit. I wanted to watch the main event. I was just talking about Bobby Fish. Now I have to film more time talking about Bobby Fish. Just to be clear, I, I, I actually like Jack Crosby. He's a good guy. Friend of mine. Oh, he's really dunking. I've just seen it. You can't dunk like that with a blue tip, man. I'm going to fucking reply to him with that, with that honky-tonk man clip, you know. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to call him a sorry piece of shit. Hang on a second, folks. The thing that scares me about stuff like this is you never know when Crosby's tweets are going to catch fire because he's got the uh, he's got the blue tick. So like the idea that in like an hour he could have like four hundred retweets. Like, wow, this guy's really really mad. Or they could film talking about Bobby, which would be even worse. Um. Okay. Yeah. It'd be a cool deal for sure. I think with a ring like this, they probably don't want to like, you know, blow the chance to break it. But I agree with you. It's, it's definitely, a, it would be really fun to like actually shock people on one of these for sure. Um, <laughs> Crosby lashing out because he knows Jay White's title runs in danger. Joe, thoughts on a carrying cross? Jay Switchblade White, don't have title match. Um, Jay White can do a lot of things. He ain't going to convince me to watch that shit. Not my fucking limits. I've got my limits, mate. I ain't, you know what I mean? Contrarian Alex has tweeted about the coat. I bet it was about her wrist being, her fist being taped. I bet any money. Where is he at? Where is he at? Great Contrarian. Here he is. Yep. Did the WF run a tape fist match? Fucking what a legend. His bio is. Tweets about movies and The Simpsons, season three to nine. Combat sports. The Robert O'Neill section of Twitter member. Pro wrestling used to be good. Physical media, Bengals. That is Alex. That's, that, that's absolutely spawn. That's That is exactly who he is. What is Kota up to in WWE? She just got rolled up in 90 seconds by Raquel Rodriguez. The crowd chants fish and he does the holding up the microphone to hear the crowd gimmick, even though there's roughly 50 people there. Jay White's contract has got a while from what I can recall. I think he's still got a few years, man. He's going to make a lot of money when it's done. Okay, we're off. Pete Dunn is throwing punches to own me. He has charged the Jay in the corner. We're off into a nice, exciting shine here. Pete Dunn is working with some intensity. He's going straight off the arm. He is wrestling with the desperation of a man who wants to be the world champion. This is good stuff. Pete's doing the spot with the fingers, but he's actually, you know, getting straight to it. Jay is selling it right. This is 
a very nice opening 30 seconds for the World Tag Team Titles match. Very, very nice. Love the way Jay sold that, both for his face and his body. It was really, really good. Just about walked the line of not being too much, you know? Man, look at this. Hmm. Man, already they're going to go into a cutoff. Jesus. Whacked him from behind. Cut him off. After that crazy 90 seconds or whatever it was. Immediately into some heat. Let's hope they go. They, they mess around with us here and they're just actually settling 10 minutes thus far. Um, fuck, man. The Usos, they're turning on too. I don't know how much sound it gives themselves. Sound. Yeah, the uh, the Usos there, that little opening salvo of the fucking heat, they were now in Ridge. I think they're going to go straight back into it. Here we go, yeah. They kind of teased the heat segment. Ridge with Kitchen Sink gets the baby faces back on track. I like when you do that. When you do an extended shine, you put a little, little stop in the middle there, a little bridge of heat, because you can always go back to that, you know. Damn, Pete is fucking going, man. Look at him. Oh, they're doing the 10 beats deal that Seamus does. Oh, my God, they're whacking him. Seamus is having a great time. What does Seamus have in his hand? Is it, it's not a walking stick, I assume. What is it? <laughs> Damn good opening smash. Damn good. Pete's got him going. Um, who do you think gets a bigger deal, Will or Jay? Um... It should be it should be Jay, but probably Will. Not because I don't think Will's good. I do think he's good. I just I think Jay White is like a transformative piece. I think he's the kind of guy you would build a whole promotion around every day of the week and twice on Sunday. He's a fucking unbelievable man. Great promo too, which is a big thing for me personally. Osprey has got a big reputation though, so he might be you know. Oh my god. So the spot was supposed to be that they did a pop-up Simone drop from the apron, but Jimmy, like, overshot Pete, so he just kind of went over the top of Jay and fucking <laughs> it just fell. That was quite the deal. My God, they really fucked that up. Okay, well, anyway, wasn't quite the extended shine I was looking for. Instead, I think we now have to be in some heat because they've taken Pete out of the equation on the floor. That was that was a cool idea. It did not work out even five percent of what they were going for, but you know, shit happens. Sammy's talking shit and Jay's getting really mad about it, which is good. It's Shillelagh, apparently. A whacker stick, if you will. Jesus. Pervert. Fiend comes out and joins the bloodline. I like it, Zach. I like it a lot. Nice tandem offense from the Usos. I apologize. Pete was the legal man, so they they didn't take him out on the floor. You know, Ridge is already out on the floor. I don't actually see know what happened there. I was thinking about Jay White. Ad break. Um I'm intrigued. Chat. Give me give me your read on this. Who you're a wrestling promoter. You can give either guy a five year contract. Who are you going more for? Osprey or Jay White? Give me give me your takes in chat. You can extend, expand, on, expand on as much as you want, but just the name is what I'm intrigued by, like what comes back. Jay or, or Osprey? Jay 
all Jay White so far. Okay, glad I'm not nuts. Okay, good. I kind of feared I was like way off there. Okay, cool. A vote, a vote for Juice Robinson, which I respect. Yeah, okay, cool. I think Jay White is fucking unbelievable. He honestly, if I was starting a promotion tomorrow, like he would genuinely. He may be my first pick, even with all things equal, just on like the look, the promo, the work, the fucking professionalism, the polish. He's excellent. Unbelievable pro, especially for like he's a young guy too. Yeah, amazing wrestler. Um, I agree he's less versatile. Durability issues is a good call too. I don't even think about that part. Yeah, no, very, very, very uh, happy, encouraged that you guys agree with me there because I was kind of concerned that I was, uh, you know, losing the plot. Yeah, they're both, I, I didn't. I knew they were they were both young. I'm just saying that one of them wrist was like a young guy and the other one wrist was like a very, very polished pro, you know? Very, very polished. <laughs> The other one wrestler, he does like meathead wrestling, which is great. Nothing wrong with that. But he's a guy who will definitely change as he gets older. Jay White can wrestle the way he wrestles now forever, basically, you know, as long as he doesn't have any terrible injuries. I do agree with this. I'm not a huge lover of the long Jay White match. And I actually think in that way he would be better suited as like a top heel on a television show, you know? I've often felt like, as great as he's done in New Japan, he's actually like much more suited to being in like a major US promotion, which is an incredible bit considering how successful he's been. But, yeah, I don't know. This is wild, man. I don't know what you guys think, but I think Jay White looks super fucking cool, especially when he's got like a pair of shades on, you know? That dude's pretty cool, man. I don't know. And I don't really know what is cool, so I could be wrong, but I think he's pretty cool. Also, he's called Switchblade. You know, I guess knife perverts aren't really that cool, but I think he's pretty cool personally. His catchphrases aren't cool. You're convincing me on this now, James, as I talk it through. Right. Pete is fighting out the corner here. And the work, you can just tell that the people are like, they're in, you know, you can tell. Because whatever they've done in his ad break, it didn't lose them by any means. I mean, they just did a little hope spot for Pete. There were some punches at the corner and fucking Jimmy hit like an Inzaguri and the place popped, you know, like they, they came up for it almost. The Usos are working here with an intensity that honestly they've lacked a little bit this year in, in heat segments. This is very, very, very fun. Even with that fucked up Simone drop deal earlier. Oh, Sammy was almost caught red-handed. I think they might be throwing Sammy out here, I'm not sure. I guess not. <clears throat> I agree, yeah. I, I think the New Japan Epic formula is brutal. It was even brutal in the G1 when they would get matches to 15, 20 that didn't need to, you know? Obviously, some did, but God, man, some of those matches went on so long. Jay and Sammy are continuing to bicker, and it's just adding, it's planting a seed of doubt as to a title change. It's really smart to have Sammy out there. Even if it might be distracting from the match itself, it actually adds the story and adds drama. Enz Enziguri, whatever the fuck kick from Pete Dunn, 
Jey Uso's cell was just beautiful. Knockout cell, awesome. Holland's in for the hot cell. Let's see what he does. Here. He's a big brute, this fella. Close lines and shoulder tackles. This is what I'm talking about. Back elbow. Meathead wrestling, baby. Meathead wrestling. Head bar. This is damn good, guys. Seriously, I think this is really well wrestled. Tilt well. Well, Jimmy was waiting for a save. That was a little concerning. Yep. This is Spill Forget This, man. Those 10 Ashley matches were paced a lot more smoothly because they did they went about 20 minutes shorter a lot of time. Some of the best ones are like 2025. 20, it's like God, he was great. He is great. Okay, they look like they're in full like finishing salvo stretcher. They might just do another. And they genuinely might just do a six-minute finish here where they just fucking forget everything else we've been talking about and just go wild. It's a hot match, you know, like it's there's not like a lot of meat on the bone for me in terms of like what they're trying to achieve. They're just basically just the execution of the moves and the fact that they're already over to an extent. The Usos are over huge and the titles have actually kind of, they have some importance, it feels like, here for whatever reason. I guess because they're double champs. So, like, there's a level of crowd engagement that when combined with the action being hot is making for a really fun time. Another one of those whatever the fuck kicks them each there. Moonsault to the floor, man. Look at Pete Dunne. He's wrestling with absolute commitment and energy that he's, you can tell Pete Dunne is excited that this fucking, this this run has transformed for him because of the way things have worked out and an old pervert being chucked out in disgrace. Pete Dunne, he did that kick to the head deal he does. Jay Uso's work in this match has been fucking awesome, by the way. I'm sorry, guy, and the Uso's are excellent. I'm sorry. I apologize anymore. Stop me now. That's the last time I say sorry. Monty, go fuck yourself. They're awesome. The work is so sharp, man. Pete is working the leg now. Oh, my goodness. Blind tag. Super kick. This is excellent. This is excellent. Moonsault super kick deal that Adam Colby Bay did once that time. Great near fall. This match is rocking, man. Holy shit, this is good. Crowd is so with it too. These guys have got over. My God. Sammy's fucking incredible at ringside, man. Holy shit. The crowd is hotter than I ever could have imagined for this match. I ain't going to lie, guys. I think Triple H, and I've talked about this a lot with you guys, like, I really think Triple H sees the value in tag team wrestling as a commodity when you're filling TV. He did it in NXT, and with this amount of TV, I think he really sees it. This is a huge deal to see this division feeling this way, man. This is awesome. Some of my favorites tag team wrestling. This is excellent. Back to the fingers. All the way back to the start of the match, yeah? Look at that. All the way back to the start of the match to get to the hot tag. Oh, my God. Big Ridge is going to do the Alabama. Tag. 
Didn't love Ridge's position on that. Big boot. <laughs> Fuck the super kick. Fuck the super kick. I'm going to take myself off the chat in case something crazy happens. Oh. Ridge has done... He's picked both brothers up on his shoulders. The crowd is going absolutely nuts for this. The level of heat for this match is legitimately startling me. I am slightly stunned. Oh, I'll tell you, I've read about this a million and one times. The Usos are fucking unbelievable at late saves. I mean, they really got me there. They actually convinced me. That finish is so funny, by the way. Little kick to the head, she slam, amazing finish. But that save was awesome. What a killer match. Sammy's getting involved. Here we go. You need some business for Sammy and Seamus here, it looks like. Was. Seamus is coming around. Okay, just don't over... Oh, Solo and Seamus would be something, wouldn't it? Oh, hello. Oh, my God, it's Imperium. Seamus! Fuck! Seamus just clobbered them and then walked into a big boot. This is rocking, baby. Fuck, this should be at centre stage. Oh, Ridge flexing for the super kick ruled. Okay, they're going to the finish. They're going to the finish. They're going to the finish. Pete's all alone. I'll be hesitant to do another kick out. The 1D gimmick. Excellent match. Excellent match. That was a great, great time. I ain't starring it, Monty. Don't get me in trouble. I don't, I don't know. I, I, was, I was commentating it. You know what I mean? I don't know what I was starring it. I thought it was excellent. Awesome TV match. Awesome TV match. Yep, this is very important. When you have too much TV, you have to steal main events. And there are matches where it's like, you know, you're not going to put the belts on them, but, like, it elevates them having that match, clearly. It gives you a hot tag title main event. It elevates the belts because they're in the main event in a great match. And the Usos get another, like, you know, serious um, title defense. I feel like it's been a while from what I can go Match MVP was Pete Dunne, who I thought was... Just spectacular. His effort and how like in he was from the bell was was perfect for a title match. It really captured the whole vibe of that faction. Jey Uso, I thought, was tremendous. Ridge Holland flexing on the super kick at the end was unfortunate. Wish the camera didn't catch that. But Jey Uso was great in that match. Really, really good. Jey Uso is just a fucking good wrestler, man. He is really is. Okay. Guys, I'm going to be shooting off very quickly because uh, this is Rampage Baby and all that good stuff. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you enjoy Rampage. In the meantime, enjoy this outro. Oh, wow.